Ghostbusters. Listening to records, drinking wine, trying not to think about her. It would probably be easier if I weren't listening to Santana, Black Magic Woman. That was my nickname for her, even though Aaliyah didn't really like Santana, except for that smooth song with Rob Thomas. That should have been a sign. Carlos Santana, the genius behind Evil Ways and Oye Como Va, Santana who blew up the spot at Woodstock in 69 and took the Grammys by the Short Hairs in 2000, and her favorite song is some easy listening pop crossover bullshit that sounded more Matchbox 20 than Mexican Jazz Fusion. Why were we together for two years again? Oh right, love. She was the embodiment of love. Big hair, bright eyes, and the most beautifulest heart. She was generous and kind and smart and fine and sexy and love. She was love. Fuck love. And it's not just the Bordeaux talking. It's my full-bodied, heady heart going in, raising its voice in tandem. The wine is damn good. A deliciously silky vintage bottle of Chateau Le Fleur. We were saving it for a special occasion. We should have drank it when we bought it. Aliyah and I went to Paris last summer to celebrate our one-year anniversary, and in a fit of spontaneity, we splurged half of our travel funds on an obscenely expensive bottle of wine. The idea was to open it on our honeymoon. The second night, though, not the first night, when you pass out across the rose petals, the exhaustion from dancing the night away and smiling so hard you nearly crack your molars, rendering you unconscious. We drink it the second night. After you wake up to each other for your first full day of marriage, you spend the day lavishing and being married, being official, finding ways to work the word wife into conversations with the server, the cab driver, the tour guide. We said on that second night, we'd take a bath together. Coltrane playing, my idea, obviously. Candles everywhere, Aaliyah's idea. And the wine, the expensive, beautiful, special bottle of Chateau Le Fleur at our side, We'd sip the wine between kisses and intimate touches. It would be exquisite. We saved the wine. Fantasies of our wedding night playing in our heads as we played with each other's fingers on the flight home. We were looking forward to our next year together. The year that felt like it would confirm what we already knew. That we were for each other. When we got back to the States, broke but happy, we moved in together. By Valentine's Day of year two, I wanted to fucking kill her. Not kill her for real, of course, but figuratively. But only because she had killed me first, you know, figuratively. But wouldn't it be cool if I were a ghost? That is the Bordeaux talking because now I'm drunk. Lonely and drunk and angry. And what was I talking about? Oh, right, ghosts. Did you see that Ghostbusters remake? The one with all the women? I think women in jumpsuits are hot. You know who was hot? Sigourney Weaver when she got possessed by that ghost in the first Ghostbusters. Remember when she was all, I want you inside me. Aaliyah used to say that to me. Her voice all full and velvet. She'd lie next to me, tracing my lips, my jawline, my throat, her nails short but sharp. When I close my eyes and stand still, I can feel her fingertips her hands on my body. I want you inside me. But then Sigourney got all scary, right? Her voice dropped all demon-like. There is no Dana here, only Zool. 
That shit gave me nightmares. Zul is a play on Urzuli, the West African spirit of love, beauty, and dancing. She's a spirit in voodoo too. Black magic, black magic woman. I never knew why she got such a bad rap though. Always some seductress stealing hearts and crushing them. Blood like wine running between their fingers, dripping down their arm and staining their good work pants. Yes, I've spilled my wine. Fuck it though. Fuck all of it. Fuck these pants. Fuck this story. Fuck this wine. Fuck reboots. Fuck everything. Especially love. Especially the kind of love that leaves you less bold than you used to be. Because that, my good friends, is what Aaliyah did. Fuck her. We used to be fun. Spontaneous. We used to make out in public and sneak burgers and beers into the movie theater. We used to take random trips abroad and come back broke. We used to paint rooms purple on a whim and make up songs in the shower. We used to call off work for no reason at all and spend the day watching Netflix naked and drunk, sucking each other's tongues in the seconds between the episodes. That shit was magic. Fucking magic. She was my black woman magic. And I was hers. Then everything changed. We should have bought the wine when we drank it. We should have never left Paris. We should have quit our Montmartre and moved to our jobs. You know, lived where the artists lived. We, we could have camped outside Richard Wright's apartment and made a writing with our living. With our fucking living. I'm drunk. I should stop. But I won't. I won't stop just because I'm making you uncomfortable. I won't stop just because you want to be responsible. That's what Aaliyah wanted, to be responsible. She wanted to run credit reports and save for down payments. She wanted to alphabetize our books and have parties where people RSVP'd and it came out of nowhere. This desire for gym memberships and mailing labels, placemats and area rugs, Saturdays at Bed Bath Beyond. I convinced myself that it was all a slow death. I bet you Zool didn't go to UFIT. And I bet you she ain't had no mailing labels, names and gold script and roses in the corner. And I bet you she fucking loves Carlos Santana, his whole fucking catalog. Remember car catalogs? Do they still make those? Probably not. But maybe? I should ask Aaliyah to check with the library at her work. She'd laugh, throw her head back even. Then she'd look at me with that smirk and I'd kiss that dimple in the left corner of her mouth. No, I can't call her. I said I'd never call her again and she meant it. Fucking jobs, fucking responsibility. Now, I don't like to blame Aaliyah's job for changing her. I don't like to say that going from independent freelance writer to college professor made her different, but the shit's true. She used to write haikus and villanelles and her short stories, she made you forget you were reading. You'd be living in this other world, in this other life, this other body. Sure, she still writes, but I don't know. I feel like she's afraid of something. About taking a risk on something that isn't guaranteed. About moving forward with something that can either bomb or bomb. She had accused me of being the one who's afraid. She said I was afraid of change and moving forward for real. And she said, and I quote, sure, you want to get married married but do you want to have a marriage and that was all what the fuck does that even mean i ain't afraid of no ghosts 
but I might have been a little afraid of joint bank accounts and family insurance plans. And maybe I was scared of two-car garages and houses with bedrooms for the children she wanted to have. Maybe I was terrified by the way she could see things that weren't there. A future. A life that was beyond the here and now. Her magic, then, was loving me now and loving me later. Without question and sight unseen, our lives a poem or a story set in another world that didn't quite exist yet. A world where we owned a home together and felt secure. In another life that we hadn't finished building. A life where we enjoyed new journeys and new adventures. And a daughter who snapped back cute and confidently about where the apostrophe goes in her Mother's Day cards. And in another body that changes, rounder, softer, more sensitive to the touch, but still feels like home. Shit. The wine's gone. Everything is quiet and lonely and scary. We were both scared. Different monsters under the same bed. I wish Aaliyah was here. I wish we hadn't spent the last year arguing and slowly killing each other. I wish we had joined forces, both of us, training to be ghostbusters or at least sharing with each other the secrets and spells of our own black magic.